Thank you, GP Rodex, for this intro music. This was performed at the Kelele Festival in Jinja. More on that later. Welcome to episode 2 of East African Builders with an Appetour 2017. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see your grandmother's eyes? Your father's smile, perhaps? Your mother's lips? Or do you see the nose that you don't have but belongs to someone else? Um, I believe beauty to be when you're in your power. I believe beauty to be when uh, you are manifesting your highest self. When all the potential that you have inside of you is manifested on the outside. That's beauty. And that's why you can see someone who people may not deem to be physically beautiful, but they're attracted to that person. Because it's about what's inside of you. And that whatever that is, is what comes out. And so for me, um, I wanted to touch on just Beyonce for just a second, just because I think it's important to, um, a brother that we met in Ghana a few years back said, uh, Beyonce makes it possible to perpetuate white supremacy without using a white woman. Because she's a black woman with blonde hair, with very, very light skin. And so black women can aspire to look like her and they're still aspiring to look like white women, mm. right? Um, so I think it's important to be careful about our icons. I think she's super talented mm. and she is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that when we hold someone up on that pedestal as the image, the icon for beauty, and even though that person is black, they're not black in their image, it's dangerous. Because then we can hide. We can convince ourselves, We're, but she's black though. Like, is she? Is she, she is, but is she? And is that the image that we're looking at? Is that really what we're seeing? That's the great trick of Beyonce um, as an image. Rihanna, too. The times when she's in the full blonde with her skin is lighter than it ever has been. I was like, you weren't light-skinned when you came out? What happened? Like, she was my complexion when she came out. Um, so, so I just wanted to touch on that for a minute, just to be careful about that part of it. But I would say that beauty has to do with how you hold your power, and it has to do with like your divine self, like you are divine. You are, you have that inside of you. That's what tuition, intuition is. When people say they had a gut feeling about something, that's your inner divinity. You're divine being. And so when you know that, it comes out on the outside. It shows on the outside. And that's, you know, for me, my hair in particular was a true demonstration in my life of that power. That when I reclaimed that, because I used to perm my hair, like I said, and it all fell out in the sink. But when I decided to not do it anymore and to reject that standard, even in the face of my family criticizing me, who, by the way, now they're like, oh, I love your hair. It's so long. Yeah. I wish I had started my locks when you started yours. You know, I'm like, whatever. 
you weren't rocking with me until now. But um, <laughs> but I think that even in the face of my family's criticism, to be strong enough to stand in myself regardless, um, it made me a more powerful person. It made me able to stand outside in this world, this white world, as a black woman, and demand and command respect in a room full of white men. I don't, and that's a lot of the work that I do is going into white organizations and helping them to be able to incorporate people of color, black people into their organizations in a way that's not, um, that's not racist and hostile. And I'm able to do that because I was able to say, this is gonna be acceptable. And I'm gonna walk into this boardroom with some long dreadlocks with gold ribbon wrapped around them and some gold shoes, and you are gonna respect me. Like I'm the same as you, because I am. And so there's something about reclaiming what it means to, reclaiming your image that forces, like think about how much they have to shift in their minds to sit and listen to me tell them what to do in their company. Mm -hmm. To have this black woman with dreadlocks, with gold ribbon in them and gold shoes, telling them what to do in their business. Mm -hmm. That changes their mind. Mm -hmm. But when we decide we're gonna conform and change and be who they need us to be to feel comfortable, they're never challenged to change. Mm -hmm. So that's what beauty means to me, is standing in my divine power Regardless of what anyone else has to say. That was shocking for you to hear. This message is for you. Candice Antigua is previewing her new song, video and documentary on a world tour. And these are the conversations she wants to invoke with her creative expression. Candice Antigua is a singer-songwriter with extensive international touring experience. She holds a master's in education and integrates her work as an educator with her music in presentations, public performances, workshops, and other formats. The Nappy Tour is about reclaiming the pride in our image. That black natural hair is divinely gifted. That all you need is water to style it anyway. Debunking myths that handling it is difficult. Realizing that a fine tooth comb was not created for us. Taking control of the images that surround us. And especially the next generation. Um, are the perpetrators of kind of undermining that beauty are us. So I'm flying on the plane here. We're sitting together. Uh, we see this uh, father with his daughter getting up to get off the plane. And uh, she's got this doll in her hands. And this doll is as blonde as blonde can be. This The skin on this doll is clearly not designed for this a young girl, this young black Ethiopian girl, to see herself. Yeah? So the question becomes who's responsible? Like whose whose job is it to caretake 
for the minds of our children so that the next generation doesn't perpetuate the things that the last generation did. How are we going to be free if we're passing on our oppression to our children? And I know a big part of that has to do with how we treat our children's hair, how we treat our children's skin, how we dress our children, what images we put in front of our children. That I wrote a uh, nappy, that I wrote that song. We were coming from somewhere, I don't remember. But um, this beautiful, just dark, soil skinned woman was getting on the plane, and I saw her skin first, and I was like, dang, because I'll be trying to tan, y'all, but <laughs> we just can't get there. You know, it just don't happen. Like, I sit in the sun, and it just doesn't get to that point. But I was like, wow. But then I noticed that her hair was, she had this blonde weave in. And I was like, wow, okay, you know, people do what they do. But then I looked down, and her little daughter, who was about four years old, had the same blonde weave. And I was like, wow, this child, like this baby, is already being told in this, by her mom, by the person who brought her into the world, that she's not good enough, that she's not beautiful enough, and that she should aspire to whiteness that what is beautiful is white. Um, and so that was the reason that I wrote that song. And I think that it's, um, it's now our responsibility. Like when you watch the way, like if you wanna know what it means to affirm identity, look at how white people do it. They affirm their identity. <laughs> Everything, every show, every magazine, all they see is images of themselves. That's all they see. But we seem to think that we should be looking at their images too and, and finding a way to affirm ourselves in that and that's not gonna happen. So I think that we have to be really guarded and cautious about what we allow our children to consume, what we allow them to see. Um, we have a friend of ours, his daughter is three years old and she goes to preschool and he says she came home one day and she's dark skinned, cute little girl she came home one day and she was like, I want to look like Aurora. And he was like, what is that? Like, he had never heard of that. What is Aurora? So he goes on the internet, looks it up, and it's the it's Snow White, not Snow White. The Little Mermaid. Sleeping, the Little Mermaid. No, no, it's Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty oh. is Aurora, and she's super white. And so he was like, how did this happen? Like, I'm at home telling my daughter she's beautiful and smart and intelligent, and her hair, how does this happen? So he goes to the school, and the teacher has all these pictures of Aurora all over the room because it's her favorite Disney character. Not realizing how damaging that is for the little black girl that's in her class that's trying to find herself in that image and can't find it. We're beautiful in our faults, in our insecurities, in our weaknesses, and in our strengths. We're beautiful in our ignorance and in our intelligence. We're beautiful people. But if we don't believe it, we will never decolonize and we will never be free. That's my as GP says, it's not too late. Until next time.
be your brother's keeper.